people disappear in the wilds all the time and we're talking about something different. These were unusual things that don't make sense that happen to cluster together, cluster together in three to four, sometimes as many as 20, 30 people missing at one location. You gotta, you gotta say our names. <laughs> oh, sorry. Chris Chavez. Chris Chavez. And Johnny Townsend. And I'll take this. I'll take it from here. And I am Johnny Townsend. It's, it's. You gotta pronounce it a little more fancy. It's Johnny. Johnny. That's what Johnny. I tell all the ladies. Johnny. All the ladies. Johnny. <laughs> yeah, all the single ladies, as Beyonce says. <laughs> I thought you and, hadn't put a ring on it yet, though. That's right. No, never mind. <laughs> and, and who are you, sir? And I am Carter Johnson. Carter author Johnson. Extraordinaire. That wasn't and bad. That wasn't too bad of an intro. See? Yeah, and you know. You forgot the part where you're like Dwayne Johnson's cousin. <laughs> 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 I'm going to start making stuff up for us. Why not? So when our Wikipedia begins, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's always something to look forward to. Our own Wikipedia page. <laughs> there we go. Even if I have to do it myself. <laughs> Where people can go in and screw up our information. I was going to say, I'll be the one to go in and do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, do our, I'll do our own. If I ever get a, if I ever get a, a Wikipedia page, even if somebody makes something outlandish, I'm just going to go along with it. Leave just it there. Go, yeah, just read it and then just go with it. Add to yes. it and add a quote that that from you that pretty much confirms it. <laughs> like something along the lines of "I can neither confirm nor deny that this ever happened." <laughs> yeah, or something like uh, Johnny Townsend went to uh, some uh, Yosemite National Park and then he was never seen again. And then in quotes, I can confirm this. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Townsend, 2016. Yeah. Then I'm going to say in an interview, an exclusive interview with <laughs> Back Issues Comic Book Podcast, <laughs> that that rumor of me disappearing is absolutely true. Well, that's amazing. Nobody knows where I am, even myself. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. So that wasn't a bad intro, Carter. Not too bad for your first right, time. Well, first yeah, time introing know. a podcast. I, it was. It was. I don't think it was too bad. I could have done a lot worse. I'll give you a B. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you if you're sleuthy, is that a word? Sleuthy. I believe it's slothy. But go on. <laughs> if you're sleuthy enough, if you've got if you've got the time uh, to try to find the Back Issues Comic Book Podcast episode one, the first episode we ever did, uh, there's an intro for you. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. Horrible. I'm sure it's beautiful. No, it's horrible. It, probably, it is beautiful. It's I'm like sure the first is. 10 sure to 15 right. episodes were the worst. And like at the beginning, we the name of our podcast was actually quite a mouthful. It was the Back Issues Comic Book Podcast uh, from the Golden to the Modern Age. Wow. That's a good title, though. Yeah, but that's like try saying that. Oh, hello and welcome to Back Issues Comic Book Podcast from the Golden to the Modern Age. My name is so-and-so. Try typing yeah. that in. www. Dot. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, that's true. And then here's the thing. We never talked about comics that were like anything pre-1980s. I just thought of a new name for our podcast. <laughs> History Creeps from zero to <laughs> 2016. We got and you beyond. We got yeah. you covered. Yeah, that's we got awesome. you covered. Oh, man. <laughs> Part two. All right. That's the awesome. um, let's see. Today we're going to talk about uh, some, well... I don't know. I, I guess they're strange. It's strange to me. Uh, disappearances in national parks all oh, yeah. over the country. Oh, you mean like I segued earlier? Masterfully. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You like yeah. how I did that. I did. You liked how I did that. Very natural. Very, very natural. I'm the king of the segues. I've even ridden one once. You guys just have better radio voices than me. That's all. <laughs> I don't, think I don't know. Who, how do you judge that? <laughs> Mine goes to. I'm listening to my voice and thinking how squeaky it sounds as compared to you guys' nice manly voices. Well, I think nobody, nobody thinks that they sound good though when they hear themselves. Yeah. Well, that's true too. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of my own voice, uh, though. You would never know it as many podcasts as I'm getting in on. <laughs> uh, but I'm ser- not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of my voice either. But I'm a big fan of things I say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just want everyone to hear my voice. No. Um, yeah. But mine goes through a mic, which goes through uh, a mixing board. So there's a lot more condensing going on on this end, for sure. Because uh, if I take all the effects off, I sound more like this. <laughs> What's up, guys? You're like you un- the- auto-tuned Britney Spears. <laughs> you have no idea how much I wish that to be true. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> you don't know how much I wish that to be true. Um, but but to get back on the subject, yeah, let's get to the history <laughs> part of history. Car- yeah, Carter, what you're talking about, I think, is very historical and is technically still happening today. It is. It is. Which uh, may be a little different from the other stuff we've covered, because a lot of the stuff that we cover on this show are obviously have taken place in the past. So this is like a a newer part of history, I guess. Well, yeah, what we usually tackle is sort of you know in the past. It's it's happened. It's done. It's over with. This is more of an ongoing, you know, kind of phenomena that... Which is weird because, like, I said before, when you brought up the subject of talking about it, and aside from Johnny reminding me earlier that he told me about this at some point, uh, and I have no <laughs> I have no recollection of it. I mean, I must have been abducted at that moment. Um, <laughs> uh I honestly don't remember ever, ever hearing about this stuff. Like, I don't see it on the news. I mean, you do see hiker goes missing or, like, you know, jogger jogger gone missing. You always see missing people. But then when you realize, like, how many of these cluster together in certain national parks, it starts to look weird. Like, why so many in such a concentrated – I mean, such a concentrated amount in one area. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is one of the things that makes it so strange, I think. Because, you know, when we were talking earlier – Johnny said it. People disappear every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not really – it is a big deal, but it's not – this is more of a – I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest. Strange. This has more yeah, of it's a so, – It's so strange. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, people like everywhere in the world literally go missing every day. Either they want to go missing or something terrible happens to them or whatever it is. But what's different about this, though, is it's in our national parks, and on top of that, it's all across the United States, really, and in clusters. Yeah, and, that's the and weird. And some of the thing. times, it's it's the the you know the people that go missing are experienced hikers and experienced outdoorsmen, and and yet they still 
somehow disappear. And it's like those are the people that you would expect not to disappear. I you think know, I read. expect that these reports would be about unexperienced hikers. Yeah, I think I read somewhere where a Navy SEAL um, was one of the one is one of these people that went missing, like a Navy SEAL who's trained to deal with basically every piece of element that's out there in seals. <laughs> <laughs> the mastery of seals. The mastery of the seals. That's what they teach them in the navy, right? That's what it I'm is. assuming. It is. That's what I hear. That's but I didn't I go to college. But yeah, well, these I mostly are... I mostly hear that from my army buddies. But you know, they're biased. So. Okay, so if the navy seals uh, aren't standing it, then Johnny, you, you have no chance. You have no oh, chance well, even the... before going out into the wilderness. You don't know me. You don't know my training. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is this is one show that we're never going to do live from one of the national parks or forests. I'll tell you I, that right now. Wait, I'm very I, confident that I would be okay just because I've seen literally every single episode of Ninja Turtles, so I can take care of myself fairly well. And I've seen um, a couple Dog the Bounty Hunter episodes, so oh, we're covered. <laughs> I got the mullet. <laughs> uh, no, but I don't have any special skills, so. <laughs> You can write them a story. Beyond attempting to run faster than you two. He can tell us the stories around the campfire. There you go. Yeah, I could maybe try to scare the monsters. So do you have any stories about disappearances? Like, I know you said you know a lot of cases. And when I looked into this, after you guys told me about it, um, I was floored. I was like, there's no possible way I can research every single... Like, this is it's astounding. Hundreds. It's astounding. It is. It's just, it's It's unbelievable. And what's interesting is what you just said, Chris, that you don't really hear – you don't hear about it as much as if nobody's made the connection. Uh-uh. You know? Well, and the other thing, and I think this is still the case, the National Park Service does not have a database of when people go missing to put people's names into. Wait, what? Yeah. No, they yeah. don't. They do not. What? They do not. As many as is happening, they don't have something? Nope. No, and when, and when there's a – for our listeners out there, there's a, a man who's a former law enforcement officer that digs into these cases named David Politis. And according to him, the Park Service has basically told him, go away. Really? And stop asking questions about this because, A, we don't keep the data. And even if we did, we won't give it to you. Okay, National Park Service, nps.gov, contact us. I want a phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you keep talking as I look for a phone number. <laughs> I want to call them live on on the show and say, "Hey, you're gonna you guys ask have for a directory." It? I want to talk to the president. <laughs> you know what? Side note, Johnny, I have a buddy who once upon a time had some street construction going on outside his house, so he called the city, and the first person he got, he said, "I want to speak to your boss." Next person he got, "I want to speak to your boss." And he just went up and up about 12 or 13 people until he got to the guy in the office. And he said, you know what, guy? I don't like your construction. It's it's, it's waking me up on a Saturday morning. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and what happened? Uh, nothing. The guy was like, what do you want me to do the about congressman it? congressman hung was up. Like, I, don't, I don't care. I just wanted to complain to you about it. So I got a feeling if Chris gets a hold of whoever's in charge, they're just going to tell him, hey, go take a hike. <laughs> Get it? Either, either the three of us are going to turn up. Man. Get it? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah we're getting in dangerous territory here <laughs> Alrighty. so okay so the amount of these like i was saying the, i wanted to research it and i figured 
when I saw the amount of stories there are, how many times people have gone missing, all oh, it was just ridiculous. And it goes back to like the 1930s or 1800s, even. Like, yeah, I decided to take the 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 lazy way out and say, "There's way too many," so I'm going to come in as the guy that didn't know much about it. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just described how I live my life. <laughs> That was me before marriage. Now I can't be that anymore. That's awesome. Wait a minute. Edit that out. You didn't hear me say that. Never mind. That's coming off. <laughs> I heard every word, and you're going to have to pay to keep me quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Here, come to a national forest with me. That's right. <laughs> so um, now, so any of the, uh, so, okay, so the guy who we talked about, what was this guy, Politus? Politis. Yes, he, Politis. Politis. He wrote. A, he wrote a bunch of books that are basically shining a light on the fact that this is a phenomenon that's going on. All these things are, all these disappearances are happening in clusters around our national parks throughout our country. Um, yes. Now, yeah, and, and a lot of times in these cases, uh, there's strange things about them. Like if somebody's found, they're found miles away, or they're found in like crazy hard to reach areas. Like they'll find children who disappear. And they'll be found in crazy, hard-to-reach areas later. Uh, and Or mm-hmm. sometimes they'll go search, searching for whoever's missing. They'll search an area three or four times and not see them. And then, like, later, like, days later, they'll find a person there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw a couple stories like that. That was insane. Yeah, it happens all the time in these cases. There was one case where a kid disappeared and they discovered the body. Uh, I think it was a couple of months later, and it was literally, the body was literally stuffed into the side of a mountain crevice. What? Like, on the side of a mountain, the body was stuffed into a hole, more or less. Oh, my God. Um, There's another case where they discovered a body, and they were able to identify the body and, you know, figure out, hey, this was a missing person. We found the body, I think it was three years later. And... They weren't able to remove it on foot, so they had to get in. They had the the search and rescue guys had to leave, then come back with a helicopter, and the body was gone. Hmm. So, okay, so see now this is my favorite part. This is the, and I'm sure this is like the <laughs> the readers' favorite, the listeners' favorite parts are the stories, like the stories. And so you said you have a couple of cases that you were bringing to the to the show today to talk about. I do, I do have a couple of cases, um, and the reason that I've got these particular cases, um, I'm, I want to go ahead and state this for our listeners. I do not believe that there is one catch-all uh, answer to this. I think certain cases fall into one group, certain cases fall into another group, and then you have you know, the cases of somebody simply slipped and fell and died, and they you know, never discovered the body for a year or two. I think even that can explain some of these cases. However, there are ones that are just not only strange, but sad. Um, And yay for us and our listeners. One of the things I want to start with is one of the particularly sad cases. Okay. (laughs) Um, And before I do that, I want to mention that there. Side note, there is a place uh, in Japan, I'm sure both of you guys are familiar with it, the Akigahara Forest. Yeah, I think we were going to talk about that on one of our shows at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, anyway, I just want to mention that, you know, for you guys and for our listeners, because I think this case that I'm about to talk about sort of falls into that type of category. 
Um, this is a case from March of 2012. Do you want me to play sad music with this? <laughs> do you have Do you have sad music I to can... play? Like maybe. Uh... Let's do this. Everybody yeah. knows this music, and it's always been sad to me. Oh no! You can't do this to oh. me. <laughs> I just want to hitchhike. So this case, yeah. Um... <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna turn it off. <laughs> Don't make me angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the case you have is. Uh, the, the case I have is from March of 2012, and it's a 24-year-old named Derek Luking. Um, and this one is a little close to home because this guy disappeared from Cherokee, North Carolina. And that's not that um, far from me and Carter. Exactly. Hmm. For our <laughs> listeners, that's not too far from us, so a little scary. Um, this guy was last seen leaving his hotel uh, around 4 a.m. In, in and around Cherokee, North Carolina. His Ford Escape was found near the Tennessee-North Carolina state line, uh, right near Smoky Mountain National Park. I've been there. They found a note inside the car that said, don't follow me. What was his name? Derek Luking. Sounds familiar. They also found camping gear in the car, like a, like a tent and a sleeping bag. As if he simply just walked into the woods and disappeared. But from the note, it seems more like maybe he didn't want to be found. You know, so I, I do. I, the reason I wanted to mention that case is because, like I said, I think some of these cases fall into one group, some into another and some into another. And I think there are probably more cases of people walking into the woods on purpose. Um, what year was that? 2012. 2012. All right, so 2012. Um, and nothing's been found since. It's been four years now. No bodies yet. Because no was, bodies yet. That's what I was going to bring up earlier when we were talking about Politus and his book and all these clusters. Like, since his first book, have some of those ones already, like, been found? Have bodies been found or things been, um, answered? You know what I mean? Um, some, from I, what I understand, I, they yeah. do find some. Uh, not everybody's found dead, by the way. They'll find a very, I mean, it's a few. It's not very many alive, actually, and they just won't have any regulation of what happened to them. I saw that they, when they find, a lot of times when they find these kids that go missing, that'll be the case. They won't, that they'll be alive. They won't want to, they either won't want to speak about it or they don't remember. Yeah. Weird. Which is another check in the weird column. <laughs> All right, what else? I want to hear what other case you have here. <laughs> like, I um, love this stuff. To me, it's like like sitting around a campfire and listening to the stories. Do you uh, have campfire music? <laughs> yeah, we do. We <laughs> need me playing a little guitar, you know? I think I could find, like, some crackling fire sound. Oh, I would love that more than anything. Oh, that would actually be good, yeah. I'm going to look for that while you prepare your story and start giving us... Well, you, you know what? You look for you look for that, and I'll go with one of the shorter ones. Cool. Uh, that I have here. Um, another interesting one is from October of 1976. This one is a little bit more well known than some of the other ones, which I found interesting. Um, person's name was Trini Gibson, uh, 16 years old. She was with 40 other students. In the, in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. She had students in front of her and behind her on the, on a field trip to the park, and she disappeared. What, you mean like walking in a, in a line? Yes, and she disappeared, and nobody knew 
saw anything, knew anything. He just vanished. What do you think about the sound effect? I oh, like those, that. I like those, but those grasshoppers or whatever they are are driving me insane. <laughs> <laughs> that you're, you're like, shut up, grasshoppers. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. Wax off, grasshopper. Wax off. That's what they're doing. That's what that noise is. <laughs> there you go. But that is strange, though. I mean, literally, people were with her, and she still disappeared. Yeah. So, what's the case? What's the deal there? Did they talk to the kids? Uh, did you know what I mean? Like broad um, daylight. Well, they they spoke with the students that were in front and behind, and neither neither group noticed anything out of the ordinary. Didn't notice anybody, you know, around them. Anybody that was out of place. Um, the girl's father actually believes that she was abducted and taken out of the park. Hmm. So that could be the case too. But if so, why didn't anybody see anything? Yeah, that's just strange. Um, see, I've got another. I'm saving up my big one here, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> I've got another one here that uh, goes to what Johnny and I were just saying a minute ago. That sometimes they they find not necessarily a body, but clues or. Mm-hmm. Um, camping gear or, you know, things like that. Uh, this one is from uh, 1974 in Crater Lake National Park in Oregon, which is actually the state's only national park. Now, think about that. Oregon only has one national park. I thought Oregon was just trees in Portland. It's basically one <laughs> giant national park, right? That's yeah, what no they, kidding. That's what you think of when you think of Oregon. I know they have a lot of state parks and stuff that like that's a huge deal is the state parks, but only one well, that national. Could be. That could be, yeah. Huh. Um. So anyway, okay. This guy's name was Charles McCuller. He was 19 years old. Uh, he went on a short trip to Crater Lake from a friend's house, uh, in Eugene, and he went out there to take some pictures. Never came back. Went out on a day trip. Never came back. A year later, some hikers found a backpack that had the, the key to McCullough's Volkswagen that had been uh, left at the trailhead. A little ways from there, they actually found his body. It was 12, 12 miles from the trailhead. The day that he disappeared, there were seven feet of fresh snow. When they went to track him, there were no tracks. When they found the skeleton... The foot bones were in the socks, but the jeans were empty. And the crown of the skull was found 12 feet away, and that's it. That's all they ever found. Whoa, really? So a bear. Really? Like, as the way the way Politis describes it in one of his interviews is that it's as if the guy had just melted through his jeans. And just, you know, sent, like, slipped through his jeans somehow and just sank away and just disappeared. That's kind of a reoccurring thing with some of these, though, is the the like how the clothing is found. Like sometimes yes. they'll be they'll be missing like socks or something, or or their socks will be on their own feet or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple of weird things like that from what I read. Yeah, um, and, and or if sometimes Carter's not, if Carter's not dying over there, we'll be able to continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I see sometimes they like they're found with their articles of clothes missing, but the the clothes off to the side, like like it was taken off and <laughs> what the. Is he, is he being uh, Are you attacked? okay, Carter? Are they okay? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Are they after you? Know, you? Had a little coke go down the wrong tube. 
Whoa. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was that kind of party. <laughs> oh, it's that kind of party. <laughs> it's that kind of party. Uh, that sucked. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, anyway. Do not edit any of this. <laughs> no, of course not. No, this all stays in. Thanks, Listen, Johnny. Appreciate it. Listeners not, need to know what we go through. Yeah, we're not... We're uh we're not a, a fancy schmancy podcast. <laughs> no bell uh, no bells and whistles here. No filters. One of our hosts almost died just now. Just <laughs> we now. didn't stop. Just we now. just kept going. <laughs> Would you guys have kept going? You just left me. The show must go on. That's, we hear uh-huh. we hear sirens in the background, his wife yeah. screaming. <laughs> we're still talking about Mrs. Peoples. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the pe- the medics working on him, screaming, yeah. "Hang on, I'm not gonna lose you!" Here, pounding. Don't die on me! And I'm like, "Hey, quiet down over there. We're trying to have a show. Yeah, we're, we're trying to do a show here." I'm Come like, on. "Hey, can we just can we mute that one?" <laughs> oh god, that's great. <laughs> just hang up. Oh man, but yeah, no. Okay, back to what we were talking about. So yeah, a lot of the things are. Why is it always shoeless? You think a lot of these things um, could be that people get lost and then maybe are running from wild animals? Well, that and, you know, sometimes when people suffer from hypothermia, it makes them feel like their body temperature is going up. Oh, that's true. That's true. So you could maybe attribute some of it to that. Hmm. Interesting. But but why would you? I I, I don't know. I understand taking off your shirt. You know, but why take off your shoes unless you're more more than just disoriented? Hmm. You know, especially especially in the woods where exactly. it's not like you're going to be stepping on soft ground the whole time. Exactly. And and they find some of these some of the children without their shoes, but their feet are just fine, even though they supposedly would have been traversing over this really rough terrain. That is something I did fine, see. That which is, is weird. I saw there was one where a guy, it was a more recent one where a guy had gone off, I guess, chasing his dog um, while they were at at a park somewhere. And when his body was finally found, it was found like at an elevation of like 1,200 feet higher from where he should have been. And he had no socks and his feet were perfectly fine. It didn't look like he had covered any of the terrain that, you know, would have been needed to cover it the terrain around him was rocky and crazy and they said his his feet were perfectly fine which is another check in the weird column you know how how does something like that happen that this guy just magically you know makes this distance without without at least slicing up his feet a little bit hmm interesting you know or even getting them dirty I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sit here, and every time something like that comes up, I'm just gonna go. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. I'm gonna meme. I'm gonna meme one of your pictures. With that. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I believe you mean Mimi. Mimi. Maymays. Yeah. A may um, A may So how many how many cases do we have that you wanted to go through here? Uh. Well, I've got. Uh, I've got one really big one. One juicy one. One, yeah, one really super juicy. All right, one. that's the bomb. So, do you have any other ones besides that one? Something, the um, appetizer. I, I do have, I do have one more after that that's more recent. But um, that's not the bomb. 
No, it's just a cr- it's it's just a creepy one. The bomb here is save um, the bomb. Save the bomb as a main save course. The bomb? Okay. Use the creepy the one as an appetizer. <laughs> an appetizer. Wet the whistle with the the creepy one. With the creepy one. Okay. <laughs> My whistle's pretty um, dry. Get to wet in here, buddy. <laughs> get to wet in here. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, first case. It's three cases that sort of kind of are in the same cluster. Um, one of the things Politis talks about is that there's not just the clusters are geographic, but they can also happen over time so that, you know, somebody will disappear. And then 25 years later, somebody will disappear in roughly the same area. Hmm. But since a generation or so of law enforcement, you know, has come and gone, nobody makes connection because the guys that were there before are gone. So, <clears throat> this case, or these cases, are from North Carolina, my home state. Uh, first case is from Roseboro. Uh, it's from February of 76. And it's a kid named Bruce Sharon who was two years old. And he disappeared with his dog. And the kid was never found. And to my knowledge, neither was the dog. Hmm. Now, where, where was this? I'm sorry. Where was it? Roseboro, Roseboro, North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay, because I had I'd read a story about uh, a t- almost two year old kid in South Carolina, and had disappeared with his dog, but he yeah, was the, found. The dogs are a common thing in in in, in disappearances too. <laughs> he was a copycat, <laughs> except he was found. So uh, let's hear yours, and then I'll tell you the one. North that, that's and South kind Carolina of are a constant battle with each other. <laughs> Yes, we are. <laughs> I can so, attest to that. Okay, so what, so what happened in North Carolina? Okay, so one mile west of Roseboro, uh, October 5th, 2000, kid named Buddy Myers, uh, his uncle was at work and his aunt was home taking care of the kid. And she had one of those, you know how we, we used to have the, the alarms where when you would open the door, it would beep at you or chime? Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of turn those off now, but back then... You couldn't really turn it off. Okay, so she has one of those things set up in the house, like a security system with that feature on it. She takes a nap for 10 minutes. The kid is in the house with the dog, this kid named Buddy. She swears the buzzer didn't go off. When she woke up, the kid and the dog were gone. On day 10 of the search for this child, the dog came back to the house. Hmm. Now, here's where did it gets he, interesting. Did anybody question the dog? <laughs> Actually, from where what have I you understand, been? The dogs in these disappearances will sometimes lead searchers back to an area, but there won't be anything there. Huh. But it's as if it's as if the animal is leading them there on purpose. You know, as in as if this was the last place the animal was with the human. That's strange. Which is strange. Exactly. Here's where it gets weird. Okay. Uh, 16 miles away from Roseboro in Cape Fear. All right. A guy was abducted about 13 years after Buddy Myers disappeared. He claims he was abducted by aliens. He passed a polygraph. So. Maybe some of these really are 
some kind of alien abduction. According to abduction lore, some people get taken and just don't come back. Hmm. They're never taken. they're never returned. So until close encounters of the third kind or equivalent part 2. Part 2. There you go. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> That's a me. <laughs> Get your Simon Says is ready. <laughs> That's awesome. Baseball wow, three wow, the search wow, for two. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I know, I, Which I, I, at one point do we find Curly's gold? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So this is the case. So okay, so that was the case of the North Carolina kid. Yes, um, kids. Was there any kids. was there anything else that came out of that that story like they well, never I, found I will the say kid? to back Carter up on what he just said a, a lot of these cases in which they find the person alive mm-hmm. uh, they'll like some of the kids will tell really strange tales of where they were the ones that will talk about it but really? they're so out there that nobody knows really what they're trying to tell them like what kind of tells tales are they telling uh, I think one of them Carter you can back me up on this if you remember reading this but. Uh, Politis said that at one time, one of them, and I'm trying to remember, I don't have any notes on this. So, uh, <laughs> like, the, the kid said that, I don't remember how old the kid was, but they were taken by some large creature or something like that. And that the creature took it back to uh, some cave where there was other creatures like it. Mm. That kind of thing. So, almost like a Bigfoot alien sort of vibe to it. That's awesome. There are a couple of cases where... And then one case in particular where a woman was walking on a trail with her children, two children, and both of the children were walking behind her. But she could, you know, kind of hear them moving down the trail behind her. She turned around at one point. Hang on, let me backtrack. I'm sorry. There were three kids. There were three kids. I bet I know what happens to one of them. Yeah, I bet you do. (laughs) (laughs) And so the three children are behind this woman. She turns around. One of the kids is gone. And when she questions the two remaining children, they both say a fuzzy man came out of the forest and took him. But when she's when she's questioning the kids, they're 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 almost like in a daze, like they've been drugged or something. Hmm. Um, And I I didn't take them. Interesting. I just got a long beard. <laughs> yeah, you're more ZZ Top than, you know, than Bigfoot. Does ZZ Top have any gold records? <laughs> now, did that story take place in North Carolina also? Um, no. I don't think so. I'm trying to remember where that one was. Uh, one- it's, it's all across, like pretty much where there's a national park, it's happened. North Carolina just happens to have... Especially towards the mountains, and when you get closer to Tennessee and the Smoky Mountains area, it's a lot of uh, forest and mountains and yep. stuff kind of areas. Yeah, there's two national forests out there, plus the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Yeah, and, the, and you got the Parkway and all that kind of stuff out, out there. The story I read on the South Carolina kid, he was a 21 month old, um, and he was at home with his dog and his mother, and. She left the room momentarily, and somehow he had gotten outside with a dog because they were both gone when she came back to the room. And I guess their house was next to an open field, so she went out there and was yelling for him, and he was nowhere around. And then so she you know, went running into the woods that was you know, at the end of the field, and she realized like they were really gone. So she, called, she ran back to the house and called you know, the sheriff's department. They rounded up all these people to go searching for the kid, and they searched for 
all afternoon, all evening. Uh, then the weather went bad. Um, now, did you guys notice that a lot of these things, anytime these people went missing, like right away weather changes, like it'll, it'll be like a lot of rains come in or something? Did you read anywhere in, in your research about that? Yes. That was another one, one of those little weird things they pointed out. Like for some reason, the weather seems to always change and really screw up your chances at finding anything. Um, so this kid took off and he was gone for overnight and the weather went down into like the 40s and it was rainy. The next day, there was the search went up again. They had a helicopter in the air. They had people in kayaks going down the river looking for a body, uh, and they couldn't find it. Um, and then um, a little bit later on in the afternoon, the one of the helicopters got a call from some of the, the sheriffs in the kayak saying, come back around because they found the boy. And so when they came back around, I guess the boy was laying on his back in the middle of a sandbar in the river, and he was alive. And he couldn't remember what happened to him. Um, he, you know, he had no clue. And the dude in the, the helicopter was saying it was impossible because he had just flown over that exact area minutes before and there was nothing laying on the sandbar. Yep, that sounds about right. So that was that story. The dog they, did it, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, and the family dog did return to the home. See? Hmm? That's... Yeah, that, and and they say that, that that happens more often in a lot of the cases that when the person is already deceased, they'll go around and, and they'll search an area, like Johnny said, three or four times, and that magical time, there's the body, and it's like, we've already searched here a bunch of times. Where did this body come from? Yeah, And that's uh, one of the creepiest things to me. Exactly. And I, I think it's just as creepy, too. Uh, there's a show that comes on... Uh, TV. It's a documentary series called Disappeared. You guys have. Oh my! I've seen every episode. Okay, yeah, I watch Obsessed. it all the time. But there was an older episode in which it was about a guy who actually was a park ranger, a national park ranger. Uh, he went. He uh, was in the area and doing the parks all the time, so he knew the area super well. And he goes missing, and they don't find him for years, years and years and years. And then they actually find his body years later in an area in which they'd already looked like a million times, they said. Mm. Interesting. So it happens often. Let's go crazy. to the woods, guys. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and But like like what you were saying, Carter, it's crazy. Like all these things, like when they go searching for them, they'll, they'll have like groups comb into the areas. They'll have dogs, and you can't find anything. At the beginning of the show, we played a clip from a, uh, a news broadcast of David Politis talking about how people go missing. In the same clip, they talk about like how um, no matter what kind of searches go out, helicopters, during these active searches, um, they just even dogs won't find anything. Here, take a listen. The missing defy normal search and rescue practices. Bodies are found in places that are all but inaccessible, or they're found in the open, in areas that were repeatedly searched earlier. Bloodhounds or other tracker dogs are often befuddled. If the dog can't find a scent, that's a red flag. If a dog, a canine dog, a trained dog, is put on the scent at the point last seen, and it lays down and it doesn't want to track anymore, red flag. And that happens more than you think. Now that well, if a dog is going to refuse doing what it's being tra it's been trained to do that's a little weird also and it's it's to me it's even it's more than weird it's it's imagine being a search and rescue guy or a uh you know uh, a sheriff's deputy or something 
you know, and you have this dog and you've trained with this dog and you know what this dog is capable of. And as soon as it gets put on the scent, it just lays down. You've been to this dog's wedding even. And- <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, like what? How how creepy? You've been to the puppy's communion. <laughs> yeah, your best friends and <laughs> how creepy would that be? Yeah, no kidding. You know that that would as a search and rescue person or as a sheriff's deputy, more than anything, that would creep me out. That would really kind of make me uncomfortable to the point of maybe I don't want to do this. It's just I don't know, and it's, and that's the thing when I when I started when we started looking into this, seeing how many things have happened, like how come we don't see these things all the time, or is it because it just be it's such a big deal that it's like really are we going to report every single person that disappears because then it would be ridiculous. I wonder if that's maybe what it is, which is interesting because one of the things that Politis talks about also is that you see a lot of that on the front end, like what you were saying earlier, Chris, about how you see so-and-so disappear, you know, on the news and then you never really hear anything more about it, mm-hmm. you know? And even sometimes like if the person is found, you know, you still may not, you still may not, it, it may be reported, but it won't be as made a big deal of as it was when the person disappeared. Yeah. No more f- follow-ups on that, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all right, what's the what's the main event? What's the main meal here? <laughs> all right, here's here's the doozy. I'm excited right here. for it. This one this one is actually one of my favorite cases, um, because of how strange it is. And the other reason is it happened exactly a year before I was born. Nice. Um, on my birthday, one year before I was born. This is July 25th, 1981. Uh, this girl's name was Stacy Aris. And she was 14 years old, <clears throat> and she was on a horseback trip uh, with her dad and six other people uh, around Yosemite National Park. And they were going to like a, you know, a small cluster of cabins along the trail where you can rest, you know, and and whatnot. So they decided to stay there uh, overnight. Stacy went in and changed. She came out of the cabin. She saw this lake nearby, and she told her dad that she was going to go down there and take pictures of the lake, and she asked him, her father, to go with her. And he didn't really want to, so this older man, uh, 71 years old approximately, uh, who was part of the group, went with her. So they went down um, to this area around the lake to take pictures. The old man sat down on a rock. Uh, and basically decided he was going to stay right there. Uh, Stacy kept going, taking more pictures as she went, and the farther down she got, the closer to this lake she got, um, she started to get sort of out of, um, you know, focus range, eyesight mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a wooded area nearby around the lake, and she basically went into this wooded area, and was never seen again. The only thing they ever found was the lens cap to her camera in this wooded area. Now, what makes this one interesting is that according to Politis himself, he talked to the Park Service about releasing the file. The Park Service refused to release the case to him, even though it's 
tagged as a missing persons case and not a criminal case. Hmm. Uh, Politis went to his congressional representative who lobbied to get the case and was also refused. The family of Stacey Harris publicly asked the Park Service for the file and they were refused. He has uh, used numerous Freedom of Information Act requests to get the file. They won't give it to him. Um, but it's a missing persons case. It's has, not a criminal investigation. Has he ever thought of paying someone, like paying someone off on the inside? They he, told him, they told him, if you want a list, the Park Service told him, if you want a list of missing people in this park area here uh, in Yosemite, it's going to be $34,000. <laughs> he can't if pay you want, If you want a list of people missing from national parks nationally, <clears throat> from every national park, it's going to be $1.4 million. What? So yeah, what I wonder how, they, how do they come up with that number? <laughs> Exactly. I have no idea. It's like what we were talking about earlier. You'd think that the National Park Service would keep records of, of who disappears and when. Oh, you know they do. Well, see, that's what I was also thinking. I bet they, there's something. There has to be something. There probably just, is. They just don't want us to know the information. He's right. got to find like that 23-year-old kid who's like at a dead-end job working for the Park Service, and his job is to like sweep up behind all the messy people and pick up dog poop where people didn't pick up dog poop. And like, he's got to go to that guy and pay him off to get the inside information. You're looking for, you're looking for like the Dennis Nedry of the park service. Exactly. Ah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to, are you going to find us some like fat guy getting eaten by a spitting dinosaur? <laughs> he's all sloppy with candy, but anybody want a soda or something? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the machine. I thought I'd get somebody something, you know, I don't eat sweets. So I don't get something salty. Um, <laughs> So that is a crazy story. So she just completely disappears. What happened when the old man went like the old man went back to the dad and was like, Meh, sorry, don't know where she went. I now, uh, you know from what? what I from, I actually looked into this one too, Carter. And from what I remember about the old man, like all this took place in front of her family. They all saw her with the old man. Uh, he never really left the area he was at, and then she walked off by herself, and he stayed there, and which, they saw this, which just sounds so creepy that they just call him the old man, like. She and went, why would you let your little your teenage girl go yeah, talk to a stranger? The teenage a strange girl old went, man. went down well, to the creek bed with the old man. Apparently, he was part of their their horseback group <laughs> that was go that was all going on this trip, you know, together. He was a weird so. dude that just came out of the woods on his own horse and joined the group. <laughs> they had no clue. They thought he was he's, one guy's. Like, wait, was he with us? I don't know. Was he with us? I do. I do think it's interesting what you guys are saying that that they refer to him as the old man, almost Just like the guys like the guys like you know what? Don't identify me. I don't want any part of. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not I don't, want, my I don't name. want my name in articles. I don't want you know. I don't want people knocking on my door. Or maybe he does know something. Yeah. I don't. I mean, here's the weird thing. David Politis wrote two books about Bigfoot before he got into all these missing persons cases uh -huh. but in his books about the missing persons cases he never specifically says i believe it's this or i believe it's that or i think it's this he kind of stays away from saying it's this or it's that which he's very he's very careful to do that like you can point blank you can point blank you can point blank ask him and he still won't really answer it yeah 
Which is, I guess, he's trying to keep his credibility. He doesn't want people yeah, well, to say, "Look how ridiculous." Anytime you say he Bigfoot, is. you know, some people are going to automatically disclaim anything you say after that, no matter what. Uh, he, from what I understood, Carter, he actually started on this whole missing uh, people thing by accident. He was looking at something else completely different when somebody took him to the side and said, "Hey, have you heard about all this?" Yeah, it was it was somebody that worked for the park service took him aside and started telling him about this. Hmm. Which and and he's also never identified who this park service employee was. Probably so, for good reasons. Well, but that's but that isn't. Don't you think that's what makes it interesting? What are they hiding? Why can't why can't we have the information? What's out there? I mean, is it just because they don't want to hurt their tourism business, or is it something else? Hmm. I found a bunch. I don't know how accurate these facts are. Uh, each year, hundreds of people are reported missing. Uh, more, some are eventually found. Blah, blah, blah. Most have disappeared. Are ages twenty months to twelve years old, and between the ages of seventy-four and eighty-five. Fifty uh, percent of the children who go missing are found dead. Yep. And usually found miles away from where they disappeared. Yep. Uh, Yosemite National Park, with forty to forty-five cases, has the largest cluster of vanishings and oddity. Oddly. In most areas where the disappearances have occurred, huckleberries are almost always in great abundance. Yep. I'll be your huckleberry. Uh, <laughs> good, mo- good movie. Uh, many of the areas that people disappeared from carry such name as Devil's Gulch, Devil's Lookout, Twin Devil Lake, Devil's Punch Bowl. Cape Fear. Uh, yeah, perhaps the name reflects the evil people have sensed in these places over time. 95% of the cases... Uh, oh, this is what I, was, I saw. Devil's Summer House. <laughs> the Devil's Hot Tub. Uh, <laughs> in, in 95% of the cases, bad weather strangely follows a disappearance, washing out footprints and other clues, making it impossible to carry on searches. Uh, 98 well, to 99% of the well, cases... Well, Chris, you know, that really reminds me. You remember the episode we did on The Lost Colony? Yeah, uh, the reason one of the reasons why they had a hard time even trying yeah. to find anybody when they came back was as soon as that that guy came back and he found out everybody was missing, like a, a huge storm came and it really cost him even more time. That's right. Yeah, I do remember reading about that. Oh wow, good callback. That is an um, that's a great callback. Thanks. Uh, I'll be here all night. Uh, Johnnyism twenty eight on Instagram. Thanks everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, be sure to tip your waitress. It's crazy. Here's a crazy one. Almost 98%, I would never have thought this, almost 98% of the disappearances occur in the afternoon, broad daylight. Yep. Just disappearing. Yep. You, you would think it would happen at night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if they're going to be abductions. Like, and I mean by normal, I mean like normal, like people. You're stealing. talking about like, like child abductions. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and one of the interesting things that, that Politis talks about also is that some of the areas are so remote that it's not like you can, you know, snatch a kid and throw him in a car and drive off. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you, if you were snatching a kid, you would literally have to hike into an area, steal this child, and then hike back out. And, and sometimes they're, these kids are disappearing even with groups of people. Yeah. They'll still go missing and not mm-hmm. ever found. That is nuts. Now, one of the things that's disputed, which I am going to bring up, is whether or not these people are armed. Hmm. Um, some reports that I've read say people that have disappeared were armed. 
and some reports I've read say they weren't armed. So it's all it's almost like like you know even if you go out there with a 45 strapped to your waist, it's not going to make any difference. No. You know, because whatever's doing it's going to do it anyway. What do you think it is? Like, what are your personal thoughts on what you? And I know you said you don't think there's one answer for all of them. So overall, like, what are your main thoughts on some of the things? Well, I think I think some of them. I think the more that Politis digs into this, the more we're going to find out that some of these disappearances really are just people wanting to go out into the woods and commit suicide. I think that's one of them. Um. I think there may very well be some kind of big cryptid out there, some kind of Bigfoot thing that we don't know about. You know, every part of the country, including North Carolina mountains, has stories of Bigfoot or, I have some or a Sasquatch-type creature. There's some I know, it's not, I know it's not. I know it's not you, Johnny, because, <laughs> see, I keep tabs on you, and I know when you go out to the woods. I know what, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think I think some of them very well could be alien abductions. Um, I think some of them could be simple child abductions. Um, I think if they are child abductions, then it's probably you know maybe half a dozen people over the course of time. You know serial abductions. Um, like and they loose. just haven't they just haven't found the bodies yet. You know, because if you think think about this, a national park or a national forest is so huge and so dense in some places, that would be the perfect place to hide a body. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless they're actively looking for it, nobody's ever going to find it. And when they do, it's going to be 10, 20 years down the road. You sound like he's talking from experience. <laughs> i'm a writer man it's my job to know these things <laughs> um johnny what do you think what are your thoughts on the matter who's behind it it's it's so strange but you know it's just i'm kind of with carter on the fact that i don't think they're all the same situations uh it's very odd that they're all in clusters though and mm-hmm. some of them are quite quite strange but you know people these are these are some of these are really dense forested areas, and I don't know if you guys have ever went hiking before, but you can mm-hmm. get lost very easily. Oh yeah, absolutely, for sure. very very easily. And then once you're lost, then what are you going to do? Especially if you don't have anything with you to get you back. So part of me thinks it's just uh, some people getting lost, you know, and some people want to get lost, like Carter was kind of alluding to. I think that happens as well. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just so weird. Especially the children ones. Those are the ones that really kind of freak me out. Those mm-hmm. the kids ones. They are. Yeah, I mean, they're... Like, I can see how, you know, uh, like a parent takes their kid to the grocery store, right? And then they turn it back for one second and the kid's gone. Happens all the time. Yep. But imagine that's happening in a dense, forested area. Your hopes of finding your kid are even less than, I would think. Well, you know... uh, Case from uh, June of 1969, Dennis Martin, six years old, uh, Smoky Mountains National Park, disappeared behind a bush while playing. I mean, and not even a very tall bush, uh, maybe three feet in a, in a field. His family not 40 feet away. Never found. Gone. 
So I um there's two things you guys well three. Well no, the the third one you guys kind of have mentioned, but two things you haven't said. Um government conspiracy, some sort of government experimentation happening on its own citizens so they abduct people. Well, I want to say that you're wrong, but and the clusters in those reasons—the reason the clusters happen in those areas is because those facilities are underground in those areas. Well, again, you know what I said about burying a body in a national park. If you're going to build a giant, you know, underground government laboratory, where else than underneath uh, acres and acres of government-owned land? And so when you need a you need a fresh body for your experiments. You get up there, you snatch one, and you bring them back, and it, that's why it's always in those areas. How about that? So, Johnny, why were you going to say you were, you were, you were going to say that's probably not the case? What was your reasoning? No, I want to say that I don't want that to be the case. Oh, <laughs> uh, and also, like I think I think everybody can agree that there's things that the government knows that they're not telling the the public. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. it's obvious, even if it's something small. Yeah, they at least know something, and they may not know the exact reasons for it, but I bet they have some clues. Or they're leading to a certain direction on why these things are happening. Because why else would they make it so difficult to just find something as simple as a list of missing people? It could be because they have their own Hugo Strange. It could be. I mean, literally, police departments across the United States have have a database of oh, missing yeah. people. You can, you go, can online. go online and just look at it. <laughs> yeah. You can Easily. Go to Easily. your local store and look at the back of a yeah. milk box. You don't do have they to do pay that a anymore? Dime. Do they still put missing people on milk boxes? I don't know if they do or not. Is that still a thing? I think so. They put posters up all the time, though. I see missing yeah. people posters all the time. That's a that's a that's still a thing. But I wonder if the milk box is still a thing. I don't know. Huh? I haven't well, had what, a carton of milk since the like other ninth thing? grade. Uh, the what, other thing I was going to say. What about like um, we talked about it before on our show? The time slips, like those, just those portals that you just can't like. You just slip through time. You it's just you just disappear, and maybe in all those areas in our national parks, maybe that's the reason they're parks, and we haven't developed things because back in however far back we go, there's always been this you know this primal urge to stay away from that area. Well, you know that that very well could be true too. You know, sometimes you go to a place and you get a vibe. My personal belief. I think it's the Wendigo. Okay, no. here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Wait, here's hold on. Thing. Hold on. Johnny, did you just say no? <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, when you first said it, I, I thought you said Wendigo. Well, like, yeah, <laughs> well, I thought he was. I thought he was saying. I thought Johnny was saying no. Like no, I don't. I don't want to think about that. That's not, that's not something I want even in my head. I was also going to say it's a cryptid we've never even mentioned before. Yeah, the Wendigo is is actually, and I'm not talking about the Marvel Comics Wolverine uh, villain. Um, oh, not that thing. That because a Wendigo is supposed to be this nasty, emaciated, like skin taut creature, and that that thing is just a beast. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's just this creature in, in uh, Native American folklore uh, that's basically a, a cannibal style. Sp- evil spirit that that's what it does it comes around and abducts you and takes you and eats you and it i mean if there's something living out there you know in all seriousness and all logic if there's some kind of creature living out there that that attacks and eats human beings 
the reason we haven't heard about it is because everybody that's seen it was attacked and eaten, which makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. Yep. That's, so, how you, that's how you get no witnesses. You eat them. <laughs> oh, well, God. here's the thing. We, <laughs> my wife and I were just up uh, around Asheville area this weekend. I'll just brag and, about uh, it. <laughs> Piz, well, Pisgah National Forest is right there. Right, yeah. It's beautiful. And we're really, we were really close to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park also. Um, I kind of was like, okay, let's, let's go, you know, check this out. She's like, no, 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 no. So she jumped on her phone and started looking stuff up. You know, the Brown Mountain Lights, we've talked about that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently at this point, there are no roads on Brown Mountain. You cannot get there. And the Native Americans that lived in our area shunned the crap out of Brown Mountain would not go near it really they had they i can't remember what the name was but they had a name for it that was not good at all i can't remember what it was but and i saw something this this weekend guys i'll tell you about that another time but uh-oh <laughs> Uh oh! Does that fall within the cryptids? Does that fall within the UFOs? What that is that gonna... falls within the UFOs for oh, sure. Man. My wife still won't talk about it. Oh man, this is gonna be great. This is I mentioned be... it earlier, and she was like, "No, don't talk about that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Be quiet." Oh, this is gonna be awesome! I can't wait to hear it. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that on another show. But the disappearances in our national parks is a very real thing. This is not his just history. It's very real. Um. Well, history is real. <laughs> I meant as in like it's constantly happening. So yeah, I guess that's it's, it's an ongoing historical thing. That's history as well because the beginning of this show was history. Oh, there you go. Boom. Boom. Um, Carter's the coke that Carter was taking is history. <laughs> Not quite yet because I got my eye on it in case it tries to kill me again. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so final thoughts. Final thoughts on it. I declare. Wendigo, because as you said, the Native Americans have always had these these spots of land that they knew to stay away from. They had bad feelings, bad juju vibes in the air. And uh, Wendigo, that's my that's my final answer. Wendigo, and I declare Wendigo, <laughs> <laughs> because if you've seen those, <laughs> you'll disappear. Yeah. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna declare things, then I'm gonna go ahead and declare a thumb war. No. Oh. One, two, three, four. I declare thumb war. It's old. Nice. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, though, because you know this is kind of a very serious thing, especially to the people this has affected. Did yeah. Uh, it, it's man. I I just most of all, I just feel for the families more than anything. To me, that's got to be one of the worst things. You know, is to never have an answer. Yeah. You know, this person basically just vanishes, and 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 you're left with nothing but questions and yeah, it's heart, it's heartbreaking and and it's it's one of those things that's just so str like how do you how do you how do you break that news you know to a family oh we he's just gone you know we, we, mm. we've basically called off the search and given up hope that we're ever going to find this person yeah that's i can't even imagine that man that that would that would really mess me up for a while and imagine being you know here we're talking about all the clusters and stuff 
imagine if you're a search and rescue guy that's worked out at, at, at Yosemite for the last 20, 30 years, you know, and you've got a high percentage of people that you've just never found. How does that work on you psychologically? You know, what, how does that, what kind of headspace does that put you in as a person? You know, I, I can't even imagine that either. No, I don't know. I don't know. National parks can't can't deal with that. The intense work at national parks. That, that's their new lo- uh, slogan. National parks. You can't deal with that. You can't handle you can't us. Deal with that. <laughs> you can't handle us. <laughs> um, no, I'm not kidding. In the, in one of our near, uh, our future episodes, if we record early enough or we get on early enough, I'm going to try to just as a side note, as a revisit to an older episode, I'm going to call the national parks on the on the show. And see what they say if I say, is there a specific data bank I go to for missing people in your national parks? It'll be interesting to hear the response from the person answering the phone. Apparently, David Politis has a, a database set up now. I don't know if you can search it, but hmm. uh, he's got his own database running, built out of cases you know, that he's uncovered. And at the end of the, uh, as we're at the end of the show here, if listeners... Um, didn't catch it at the beginning of the show because we mentioned him a lot during the show. David Politis was an ex-cop who decided to – he was doing research on a book, wasn't he? That was the case. He was doing a research on something, and he came across the fact that all these people were missing. And then he noticed – as he kept researching, he found like this ridiculous pattern of all these cluster disappearances in all the national parks. So that's, yeah, that's got- why we mentioned him so many times tonight. He's got like four books out now, I think, about it. He's basically the guy that said, look at how weird this is. This is happening. And now uh, and now we're all doing it. We're all talking about it. Which is good. <laughs> it was a good episode for your first your first intro to uh, your your Coke Coke problem that <laughs> came, came to light. <laughs> uh, you can call it you can call it what it is. It's okay. <laughs> Plus the T the UFO tease. Can't wait to hear it. And I'm sure listeners will be looking forward to the future episode where they get to hear that story. Absolutely. Um, gentlemen, I think we're at the end of the end of the show now. What do you think? I think so. Yes, sirs. Gentlemen. Thoughts. I have but one thought. That Follow is- me on Instagram at Johnnyism28. Please listen to Retro Bless, which will be coming to you soon on a weekly basis. Yes, when we have all the info on that, we'll definitely have the website info for you to look for that. Uh, Retro Bliss, that's it, right? You, you, once in a while, you come on my show, my other show, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. Yeah, when I pay you enough money and you yeah, let I, me on there. <laughs> that we do weekly on MixLR.com live, and uh, then you'll find us on iTunes and Stitcher and all those outlets. Um yeah, there's exciting news ahead. We have a website being developed for the network to offer much more content, many more podcasts, other different types of things, uh, and it's so close to being done. It's on the very verge of the near future here that at some point it will be history, and we'll talk about it on this show. Because that's where this show is going to go too, as well, right? <laughs> yeah, this show will be found there as well. History there creeps we will be found there. That'll be awesome. Um, and you guys still want to do this every two weeks, or do you think about doing this weekly at some point? Hey, let's not let's not let the people hear our dirty laundry. Twice, let's talk twice talk a about week. that off air. Twice a week, <laughs> I say twice a week with like fifteen minute shots every three days. 
I don't know how many shots Carter should take. He can't. He doesn't even know how to drink Coke very well. I can't. Yeah, I can't even drink Coca Cola, let alone liquor. Come on, man. <laughs> oh man. All right, guys. That was a very interesting. Show. It was an awesome show. Uh, very eye opening. Carter writes books. Go check out Carter's books. Oh yeah. Yes. I, yes, I write books. Uh, House on Dead Boy Lane, Meadowview Road, and Spider's Web just came out two weeks ago. Sweet. I'm your best agent. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Sweet. You got to start doing it, man. This is your vehicle now. You can use this as your promotional tool. Yes, I can. As much as you can, put it out there. Maybe we'll develop a little commercial for you to air on all the other podcasts. Oh, hey, that'd be sweet. Might be a lot of fun. Yeah, I could do that. All right, guys, uh, for listeners, thanks for listening to another week of History Creeps. Uh, I'll let <laughs> Carter, Carter, you take us out. You brought us in, you take us out. All right. Yeah, this, um, this better be good. Um, <laughs> I'm judging you. close this out. <laughs> you're getting judged uh, well th- uh thanks for thanks for listening to our ramblings uh again this this episode uh i'm carter johnson one of one of your co-hosts and with my co-host chris chavez and johnny townsend johnny johnny <laughs> is that like is that like wheat thins never mind. uh yes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening everybody all right guys thanks so much Peace out. Peace.